21, Season 3 of Amber Bridge Connection. I'm Kayla, and can you guys believe this? This is going to be the last episode of the season. I am shook. When I was doing, I so this episode's going to be like a year in review. Um, I see a lot of other podcasts do that. Sometimes I'm like, ugh, can you just not <laughs> do a year in review? Um, in terms of like, I want a new guest, or I want to hear something new. Um, but I think also your interviews can be pretty beneficial if you may have missed something from the season or maybe you don't remember. Um, and then at the end, I'm going to give like a little bit since this episode will be the last of this season and this year. I wanted to give a little bit of like New Year's resolutions and things to look forward to with 2024. I know this is a little different. I don't think we've ever done this before. Um, typically... I'll do like, oh, it's the end of the year. I'm not going to record any more episodes, and I'll end in November. Um, but this year, I'm going to be honest with you. It did not, first of all, it crept up. And second of all, I don't know if I'm alone in this. I hope I'm not alone in this. This year does not feel very holiday-y. Like, I don't know. Normally, you know, it, it was like a family tradition. We'd go and do Black Friday shopping. And this year we went and, sorry. I was swimming on the ground and then the plane took me. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, it didn't seem very, like, Christmassy or holiday this year. We went Black Friday shopping. It wasn't that great. Everybody kind of has been in a really bad mood pretty much from Thanksgiving on. Everybody's angry, driving crazy, yelling at everybody. So it just doesn't feel Christmassy or holiday to me also the weather here has been I'm not complaining because TBH I don't really like snow um so I'm not gonna really complain necessarily but the weather here has not been that cold like this week it's been like 70 degrees for four days so it's kind of wild is it you know a lot of times it's like I got it I need that like weather for it to feel this holiday but it just doesn't and also, it's just, I don't know, like, last year, you know, I'm going to be transparent with you guys. Last year, when Kaya passed away in September, like, the end of September, we had a death. My husband's grandma had passed away right after, in, Octo like, October. And then that year, you know, we had had two deaths at the beginning of the year that were both my grandparents, both my grandpas. And it just was, like... I don't know. I think it's just because that year was just crappy. I Christmas was just a formality, I feel. Like, it's just we kind of skipped over it. And we, you know, I had a hard time. We take Christmas pictures every year. And this was the first year that we were going to do it without Kaya. So, of course, because I'm an extra-ass person, I made my son <laughs> hold a like big photo of Kaya because I just couldn't have a photo without her in it well now this year so I kind of like I feel like everything was like a formality last year and I kind of just glazed over Christmas last year and then this year I just feel I don't know I'm just not feeling the spirit I'm just not I'm not feeling it I'm not feeling it's weird I don't know I am I've never I mean if I'm being honest I've never really been a Christmas person um, 
pretty much from Thanksgiving on, things would get kind of crazy, like, especially when I was growing up, because there was always issues with, like, whose house we were going to go to for, for the holidays, and then it would turn into, you know, drama or whatever, so typically Christmas has never really been, like, my holiday, but it just doesn't feel right this year, and I did this thing this year where I was, like, putting everything out, you know, we moved, so I had to figure out how to, like, put everything out in different areas, and I put out Kaya's stocking, and it was weird because I felt weird about it. Like, I put it out, and then it was a couple hours later, I noticed I had put it out. It's like my identity is not a three-dog mom. It's a four-dog mom, and I can't get myself out of it and I was explaining to my husband I'm gonna be vulnerable with you guys for a little bit well I always am but so like this coming year my son is graduating high school so he is no longer going to be a child in January he turns 18 and then he will graduate high school and he has plans where um he's not going to be living with us because he will be in the military. And then I look at Apollo. And I'm like, we don't know how long he has. Because of the cancer. So, like, it's a very real possibility that starting at, at you know, the end of May. I'm going to. Like, my identity is being a mom. And I know I've said this before. My identity is being a mom. It has been for the last, like, 12 years, you know, 13 years. And so <clears throat> it's really hard when I'm like, actually, it's going on 14. Holy crap. It's really hard when I'm like, oh, my God. Like, at the end of, like, June... I will only have two kids here, and it's shitty. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, like, I feel like my identity is taking, getting taken away from me, and I know people feel this, you know, like, I, I know that this isn't, like, the only person. That's why they have that whole empty nest, you know, the, the whole empty nest thing and empty nose syndrome. But it's just weird, and and I um, recently went to an event, and I was talking about grief and everything like that, and I had said, like, it's hard because people, you know, they always ask me, how's Apollo doing? And it's like, I don't want to answer. I don't want to say, like, good, because I don't want to jinx it, or I don't want to cause issues, or I don't want... I don't know, it's really weird. I'm in, like, this weird place where I don't, like, I I wanted to be next year because this year and last year was total shit. Um, but also, in the same token, it's like, all these big changes are going to be happening next year, and it's really stressful. <laughs> and when you are anticipati anticipating, 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 a death, whether that's human, animal, you know, it doesn't matter, it changes your sense of time. Like, it changes how you look at things. Like, everything's a milestone. So, like, 
even though it doesn't feel like Christmas this year, and I don't know if it's, I don't know if this has something to do with it, but when Apollo was diagnosed, I kept thinking like, like we're not gonna have another holiday with him. You know what I mean? Like this is it. And now that we're here, it's very different. It's it's like, it's celebratory, but also it's a reminder of like. Time is going fast, and his is running out. So it's just, <laughs> it's just not great. And also, so like, I, I always like, I love you guys. I love this podcast. I love doing it. I feel like we talk to each other even though I can't hear you. I feel like we have like a good relationship. Um, I got some stats back. I don't know if you guys saw on the, uh, like, social media pages that I have for for the podcast. I got some stats back from the place that does all of our um, – it's a servicing company. So, basically, what I do is I upload the uh, episodes to that, and then they farm it out to, like, all the other uh, places. So, they're, like – sorry, now I'm stuffy because I was crying. I apologize. It sounds pretty annoying, doesn't it? Um, they are, like, the best view of your st- statistics for a podcast because, you know, Spotify will do an end of year and all that stuff, but Spotify is, like, only a chunk. You know, there's there's Apple Podcasts. There's all the other places that you can listen to. So I got the stats back, and this is amazing, guys. Like, I'm really, really excited. Um we are the top 25% of all podcasts on this servicing site. This servicing site's one of the most, um, like one of the biggest servicing sites for podcasting. And so the fact that we're top 25% is insane when I think about it. It's insane because I never thought that I would get here. I never thought that I would have people that would want to listen to me um, talk about grief. I never thought that, <laughs> I never thought that people would like my like listening to my voice because it's annoying to me or like listen to me cry on occasion I mean I I, you guys probably don't like listening to me cry but there's something like human about it I feel and also like it's just crazy like we're going into our fourth season which is insane and I'm just I'm here for it and I'm here for you guys and I'm I'm ready I'm ready to start for the we've got a, a big uh, the first episode we got, it, I already have it scheduled for the interview. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. I can't wait um, for you guys to hear it. And I think next year, um, I'll at the end of this episode, I'll tell you, like, my New Year's resolution. Um, because I'm really big on that. I know, like, you should always be working on yourself and stuff. But, like, I always feel like a New Year's, like, a, a clean slate type of thing. So, I'll tell you all my New Year's resolutions for the podcast, too. So, you guys will be in on it, but I wanted to read you some of the t- statistics. So we're the top 25% of all podcasts. We had 12.4 thousand downloads last year. Just last year. That wasn't like in entirety. Just last year. We were averaging 1,800 downloads per episode. That's bananas. That's amazing. I was excited when we reached 18, 1,800, like, just reach 1800 for like however many episodes we had not 1800 an episode that's insane 
we're listened to in 43 countries. And it says we have 21 episodes. Um, but uh, spoiler alert, we'll have 22 because of this episode. Even though this is episode 22. Now that I think about it, did we do an episode 21? I thought we did. No, apparently we did not. But I think it's because I did a mini episode. So there's 21 episodes, but actually 22 because not many episode, I guess. <laughs> anyway, um, so the number, the most popular city that we're listened to, this is crazy to me because I used to, I used to go in. So they give you statistics of every episode. Like you can go look and see on daily how many episodes people listen. And on average, because I'm OCD, I would go in and I would look at the end of the day of like how many episodes we had per day. And I used to look at every episode that people were listening to and, like, where they were coming from. But I stopped doing that because it's – it got tedious. And also, like, then I feel like, oh, if this episode didn't do as good as this one. I kind of don't want to get into that mode of, like, well, if this episode didn't do as good, then I need to do more content like this or da 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 Because at the end of the day, I think everything – every episode can help somebody or is interesting to somebody. And I don't want to limit that based off of, like – well, 500 people listen to this episode, but 800 people listen to this episode type of thing. So the most popular city that we have listeners is Chicago. Isn't that crazy? Chicago. This year, though. This is this year. Um, our second was Los Angeles by, like, eight episodes or eight listeners. Our third is Dallas, Texas. Our fourth is Sydney, New South Wales. I love you guys. Like, that's so awesome. And our fourth is Colorado Springs, which is hilarious when you think about it. Because I always assumed, based off of statistics, that everybody that was listening to the podcast, like the majority, not everybody, but the majority of people that were listening to the podcast were Colorado people. Because you can, like, relate or whatever. Or, like, it is, um, I think it is uh, promoted more in Colorado. Based off of that, like, I'm close with some Colorado nonprofits. My fairy dog mother was here, so, like, Nikki's ties and all that stuff. Um, but that's amazing that Colorado was not even the top city. It was the last of the, the list. That's amazing. I love that. That makes me so happy because that means that I'm doing something right and that going the podcast route was the route to go because I was going to do something more local, but I feel like... I don't know. I feel like it's good that everybody can hear across the world. So we were the top 25% of podcasts, like I said. Um, we're shared in 43 countries. There are second highest downloads um, for countries is Canada. Our third is the UK, Australia, and then Germany. That's amazing. I love you guys. Thank you so much for making this podcast successful. Thank you for letting me um, do this for you guys. I appreciate every single one of you. I know I say this every episode, but I really, really mean it. I appreciate you guys sharing, liking, sending people the podcast. Um, and I want to tell you a little story. And it kind of like, it brought me back into the roots of why I started this podcast. So I went and I did, an, um, this is another event. I went and I did another event Um and I'm not going to go into detail about the event because I don't want anybody to feel weird um, if they're listening to the podcast and they had been there and they saw the, the they were around. Okay, so, like, I'm sharing 
a vulnerable moment during this event. And the vulnerable moment was that I was explaining um, signs. And you, you guys know, you listen to the podcast, you know, I am working on it, but I am not great with believing in signs or accepting signs or anything like that. Well, basically, I was explaining the whole situation, and I've explained it to you guys about Kiki and and how I feel. I was hoping, I was hoping that she sent something. Well, I like it was the weirdest thing. I I got shot down, man. It, and you know, as someone who already is like really having a hard time with believing in signs and you know maybe an afterlife or anything like that it's taken a lot for me to wrap my brain around that it probably was a sign you know um the armadillo situation you know and i immediately am like being told like I don't know what the intent was, but it was very, uh, like, yeah, like, irritated. Irritation, I guess, is the best way to put it. And I don't, I was, like, so, like, shocked. Because I have been spoiled. I have been spoiled for the last three years. Where... I communicate to you guys how I feel and I'm getting feedback from all of you guys about how it's helping or you feel the same way and I'm interviewing people that feel the same way I feel and I think I just forgot that other people, even people in the community that are animal-centric people, can still kind of come after you for your grief or for like the way you cope with things. And it was like, what the hell? And it rejuvenated how I feel about the podcast and how I feel about making sure that our voices are heard and that we, you know, we're not going to be silenced and we're not going to be um, mocked or talked down to about our fucking grief. Like, I, I, I was shook. I was shocked. I was like, what, what is happening? Like, why... And, you know, maybe, maybe part of it was I was very, def- I, I was defensive due to um, how I process things in terms of the grief. Like, anytime anything is grief related, I'm, I'm, ar- I'm already defensive. I'm already on that defensive mode, regardless if it's me or if it's any other, uh, any other person. And Nikki, you know, Nikki can attest to this, um, she we're gonna do an episode with her uh but she just as a as a heads up i'm gonna share this little tidbit of information she's lost eight dogs this year eight and i was telling her you know i was talking to her about it and she's going through the grief process eight times she would go through a grief process and then another one would pass away and she'd go and i was talking to her on the phone and i said to her you know I was kind of aggressive because it just pisses me off when people are so dismissive. 
but she was saying how she doesn't feel valued about it. And I said to her, like, Nikki, if eight family members in your life passed away and they were human, people would literally be bringing you casseroles and, you know, asking if you need anything, cleaning your house, doing all this stuff for you. But because it's inhuman animals, people just kind of, like, push you aside. Life is a life. And when you compare... I'm going to say it, and this is going to be controversial. But when you compare your companion animals to a child, like when they're your freaking children, and people don't take it seriously, fuck you, dude. And if you're grieving, and you're an asshole to someone who's grieving as well, may not be on the same grief journey as you, may not be grieving at the same time, um, that's not okay. And this situation, I called Nikki immediately after it happened, and Nikki was like, pissed too and I was like Nikki like this is actually good this is actually really good because it's reminding me why I started this podcast why I do these episodes why I put all this time and effort into it because I was spoiled I had three years of only being surrounded by people that got me that got my grief that understood it and it made me almost I don't want to say forget but maybe put it back in my mind about how shitty people were when I didn't have the podcast and I wasn't surrounded by people that are in the same boat or understand me. And and it made me realize like that this is this is still a thing. This is still an issue. People still don't take you seriously. People still are shitty to you. People still say shitty things. Even in their own grief journey, they will still say shitty things to you. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, no, not doing that. We're not doing that. We're going to, um, we're going to make this normal and we're going to make that you're going to grieve the way you're going to grieve, but you're also not going to be shitty to people that grieve the way they grieve. And so I just, I, to tie all that together, I appreciate all of you. I appreciate this community that you've created or that we've created. I appreciate the kindness and the thoughtfulness and all of the emails and all of the messages you guys have been sending me and everything on social media, every like, every post, every reshare, everything that you guys do, I am here for it and I appreciate you and I am so grateful and I'm grateful that I had three years of of forgetting how shitty people are. <laughs> you know, like three years of like, yeah, you know, other people maybe not take me seriously, but it's fine because whatever. I've got I've got my people. I've got my my podcast people. I've got my the the people I've interviewed. You know, they all get me. They all get us. And so, it kind of light lit a fire in my ass where I'm like, "No. No, I'm not backing down. This is this podcast is going to go places more than it even has. And we're going to share the shit out of it and we're going to get other people to join our community." And even if that means that we're going to get negative feedback, we're going to get people that don't really like my voice or don't like the podcast, I don't give a shit. I want people that are hurting, that are having issues, that are grieving in whatever way they're grieving, I want them to be able to listen to this podcast and I want them to feel that community and I don't want them to feel that shitty. I don't want them to feel, I want them to be like how I was for three years where nobody, like I felt really safe and that nobody was going to you know be a dick <laughs> but here we are 
So, I'm going to go over a list of everything that we did this year. Because we both did it. We, or we all did it. We're all, we were all here. We were all invited. We all listened. You guys were privy to my life. Um, so, I'm going to go through a year in review. It's not going to be, like, super slow, super annoying. I'm going to go through it quick. And then I'm at the end. I want to tell you all the things that I want for this podcast and for my new year. And then I want you guys to do the same. And I and like I said before, I know it's cheesy and a lot of people will sit here and say like, well, you should be really looking at, you know, working on yourself throughout the year. And I think that you can do that. But I think that 20, pretty much since 2019, December of 2019, everything has been shit. And we're gonna get, we're gonna, we're gonna get better. We're gonna do this. We're gonna go back to, you know, we're not ever gonna be pre-COVID people who we are. I'll never be pre-COVID Kayla, but I'm gonna work my ass off and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be better than pre-COVID Kayla. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on a lot of things. So the first thing, my, like, one of my first episodes that I did was the Cushing's episode, um, because of Holly Toot. And when I listened to that episode, it was pre-finding out that he had uh, TCC as well. So I listened to it, and it's a little hard to listen to because I'm like, oh, girl, if you only knew, like, you were all stressed out about him having Cushing's, and then, you know, that was, like, the tip of the freaking iceberg of health problems that he had. Um, But in hindsight, I'm glad that I did the episode on Cushing's. I'm glad that I could give um, some, you know, education there about Cushing's so that people who may be questioning you know oh yeah my dog does do that or whatever you can go get them tested and it's not um you know it's not cheap but at least it gives you that peace of mind even if they don't have it um so uh my top give takeaways from the Cushing's episode is one is your dog drinking a ton of water and having to pee a lot um that could be signs of other (coughs) disorders but Cushing's is one of those that like You know, you can always just mention it and see what they think, and they can run some tests. Two, is your dog ravenous for food? I'm not saying, like, they're trying to eat your face off or they're attacking other dogs. When I mean ravenous for food, they will eat every single morsel, every crumb. They will lick the floor. I always thought that was a character trait of Apollo's. (laughs) I always thought, like, it's really shitty now that I look back, but all of the symptoms of Cushing's... It, I always thought they were character traits of his. And really, in reality, it was he had Cushing's, which is shitty. But two, you know, like I said, super licking the floor constantly to the point like Apollo would like l- drink his water and he would flick the water out of the bowl to lick the floor. Like that's how much he was like, give me freaking food. Three, um, they oftentimes get like a pot belly, si- like pot belly appearance. A lot of dogs, um, typically smaller dogs are the ones that get Cushing's, but a lot of dogs will get like a potbelly um, look to them because of like the hormones and everything like that. Um, four, their hair will start like being patchy and thin in certain places, usually around the neck, on the stomach, um, like armpits and stuff like that. Um and then five, um, which was a symptom of his, is uh, frequent UTIs. 
if your dog has frequent UTIs, um, even with him, what the final straw of how we were like, okay, something's really up and it's not just <clears throat> he has a UTI, was he got pancreatitis. So frequent UTIs, maybe frequent pan pancreatitis, have Cushing's checked out. It's a really, like, there's a lot of research on Cushing's, but it's really hard for people to get them diagnosed because it's one of those things where a lot of the symptoms can go with other disorders. So keep an eye on it. Watch it. If your dog has any of those symptoms, take them in. I think cats can get it as well, but their symptoms are different. And because I am not well-versed or educated in cats, I highly suggest you just go take a peek at um, what the symptoms for cats will be because I don't want to misspeak. And then you guys, you know, think your, your cat has Cushing's and it's not. Um, <clears throat> so the second episode that I want to talk about is when we had Erica Messer on with Wolfie's Wish. Um, Wolfie's Wish was when we t spoke with her, it was a uh, card deck that you could get that had um, grief reminders for your companion animal that are were, I, I always want to say it's like a positive affirmation deck, but it's not. It's a grief deck. But they do have um, positive cards in there that will kind of have you like rem remind yourself of things when you're going through the grief journey that is very positive. Um, Erica is actually going to be on next season again because she has massively branched out from just doing the card deck she does a lot of other things which i'll let her speak to because i don't want to give anything away um i don't know what's like on the back end and the front end so we're gonna have her uh come on the show again and i think you guys will really enjoy it erica's great the third person the third episode i want to talk about is kendra with international hearing dogs do you guys remember that episode that episode was so informational I always, I have always been drawn to learn American Sign Language. For some reason, ASL, there's just like a need in me that I want to learn it. And I think it's because you never know when you can, when you need to use it, you know? You never know if you're, you're around somebody that might have a hearing disability that you could use it. And I think that what they're doing over at International Hearing Dogs is absolutely amazing. I think service dogs in general are an amazing thing. Um, and I think that, you know, it's it's mutually beneficial. The human gets that, that contact, that companionship, and also someone to, you know, help them out when, if, if they're lacking in something. Um, and then the dog gets to do a job that they absolutely love for the person that they love the most and I think it's amazing and if you haven't checked them out international hearing dogs they're great I think you guys should definitely check out their website check out their social medias they post a lot of stuff about the puppies coming in or the dogs that they have um and then I I just I, I'm so grateful they were able to come on the show um the next one is Nicole Strickland and I remember, so this episode was the one, she wrote the afterlife book. She wrote multiple books about the afterlife. And she was the one who came on the show and talked about how she would have dreams about her, her two um, kitten, cats that had passed away and how they would, you know, send her signs and stuff like that. And I feel like that episode is really great and informational in terms of seeing somebody else's perspective. And also Nicole was really great and awesome. 
And I also think it's awesome to kind of hear someone else's story when it comes to maybe afterlife things. She talked about the Queen Mary as well, which was super cool. I want to go visit the Queen Mary. Um, that's actually, actually on my list. I'll talk later about it, but it's on my list of things that I want to work on for 2024. Um, then the next one was Louise Griffey. She was the one that had, like, the best voice ever. She um, is from Ireland, and I can't get enough of her voice. Like, she has the best voice ever. She's an amazing person. You can check her out at Light After Loss. Um, she did grief coaching. I was like, everybody has different titles, and I never want to mess up somebody's title. She is a grief coach, and specifically for companion animal loss. She's amazing. We love Louise. We, sh- we hope to have her back on the show so we can hear her mesmerizing voice. Um, she always calms me. Like, every time I talk to her, she'd always just be very calming. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, girl, I don't want to fall asleep during this episode because you're just so calming. Because everything she said was amazing, and I wanted to hear it. But she just has that presence toward her that's just so calming and sweet. And, yeah, so we love Louise. Um, and then the next episode, we had the TCC episode, which is when I found out that Apollo was terminal with – TCC, which is um, basically bladder cancer, and that one was, I feel like, very informational. I feel like it helped me a lot with kind of just talking it out, telling you guys about it, having you guys be involved, and kind of like what my train of thought is. You know, it's hard. Like, if I didn't tell you guys, and then I have a guest on here, and it, like, triggers me, you know to talk about it you guys would be like what the heck is happening and so I think it's really cool that I was able to talk about TCC about Apollo's journey with TCC I hope to do a update episode but as I said I get like really weird about it like I kind of don't want to talk about it specifically because I'm afraid that I'm going to jinx him jinx the situation make it shitty so I tend to just, I do this thing where people will be like, how's he doing? And I'll be like, good. And then I don't want to say anything else. He's good. That's fine. Just leave it. I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to get into much detail and then I mess everything up. So I'll do an episode about him. I'll do an episode about how everything's going, but I got to get a little time to do it. The next one was John Snyder, who was with Agape Aquamation. Now that episode, like, I, sorry, I have a paper if you can hear me. I wrote everything down. I was actually very prepared for this episode. So, anyway, John Snyder is, he was amazing. I love how he explained everything. Um, You know, death is an unfortunate part of our life. And whether we have to deal with it, you know, obviously multiple times with our companion animals or human beings, it's really good to get information when it comes to, You know, I feel like as with anything, um, death doesn't have to, you don't have to go by how it's been done for the last 60 years. You can choose other methods. You can do other things. Um, And I think it's really interesting to hear the other ways that we can, um, you know, handle our loved ones after they've passed. And I felt like it was really eye-opening, like, the acclimation process and everything. And hearing that there isn't just, you know, you don't have to get, like, put in a big thing and burn. My biggest takeaway, my husband's going to get really disappointed if he hears anyone yell. She's a little crackety. 
um, my biggest takeaway of that episode was that I always had a huge issue with the fact that when you go to a vet clinic and your aunt companion animal is passing away and you opt for cremation, they are like, well, you have to pay extra to get just your animal because we do everything in a group because they're too expensive to do them alone. I don't like that. It was really cool to hear that aquamation. You, they have different chambers, so you don't have to deal with that doing aquamation. Um, I think as a society, we need to really push for aquamation to be more of an um, option. And I highly, highly, highly suggest that anybody that's interested in doing aquamation for yourself, for a uh, companion animal, or for a human being, to speak with where you're going to have those services done to make sure that they're able to um, fulfill your request. But I also think just talking about it, like not a lot of veterinarians know about it. So if you are planning the untimely, you know, the untimely death of your companion animal, just going and speaking to your veterinarian that you trust to be like, hey, this is what I was thinking, I think is a really good idea. Because then they can reach out to John or they can reach out to the, any companies that are in your specific state and have that as an option. You know, it might cost a little more because they typically handle it through, you know, where they send it through or you have to handle where the body has to be transported to you know somewhere but I think that I think that we should be able to make a choice on where what what happens with our loved ones remains and our remains whether that is being buried or aquamation cremation made into a tree you know I almost said thrown that's really messed up um your ashes uh you know put in the ocean um, I saw something where, well, I think it was on that episode, he talked about how you could be turned into um, help the Great Barrier Reef where you're turned into, like, coral, which is so cool. But anyway, so I think that's really cool. Um, the next one is the episode with Melanie Savage. Melanie Savage was that social worker, that social worker. She is the social worker, and she was from Canada, and she was talking about how um, things need to be taken more seriously for grief when it comes to the marginalized communities um, and that a lot of times marginalized communities the only thing that they have is their companion animals and I it was like a light bulb went off when I was talking to her on how I would love to do a nonprofit for um, people to get the cremains or remains of their companion animal if they are homeless and they don't have the funds because that tea is so horrible and I feel like I don't know it's like a double whammy like we're already not taken seriously because of the way we are toward animals and we love animals and then you put on top of it you're um living without a home and then you're already like people see you differently because of that and then it's like a, it's just a snowball like they don't take you seriously and I could I I know that would harm someone's um you know grief journey and they already are going through a lot and then to be told like hey you don't have the money to to get them cremated or you know to get their remains so we're not gonna let you get them and you know I always look back at like like I think it's a system issue because I always look at like when my dad passed away he was homeless and when I went to go pick up his remains they were like shocked like they were like like grateful that I was there to pick him up and I, I, you know, 
went through the process and I was confused and they're like, well, a lot of times with homeless people, their loved ones don't follow through. We have a lot of people that are left behind and that is so messed up and I think about it on the animal level as well. Like that's someone's grief journey that they aren't able to really process because they can't get their cremains of their animal and I know that there's people in this world that may not even be homeless and that isn't a reality. Um, so I hate it and I'm going to work on it. It's another thing for my 2024. Uh, the next one is the episode with Crystal. Crystal, get crystalclear.com. She is the one. Um, she was another um, grief coach. Uh, companion animal grief coach, pet grief coach. And we've had her on the uh, uh, show a couple times. She's awesome. You know we love her. She's a friend. Um, we love hearing about – I always, like, love hearing um, – you guys can't see it. Another thing we're going to work on for 2024 for you guys to be able to see things. But she would, like, light up every time she talked about bocce. And I love it, man. Like, I love seeing that. Those are my kind of people – when they just light up talking about their companion animal that passed away and and you can tell that she just loved him with everything in her and I think she's so very relatable and I think it's so cool that she is, you know, offering the one free session that she's extended and that she also does on Sundays a free um, support group that she runs that is all through Zoom. And like we've discussed before, you don't have to show your face. You don't have to do any of that. But if you need extra support where you can voice what you want to voice or maybe even not voice anything and just hear other people's stories, I highly suggest checking it out. Um, like I said, get crystalclear.com. And she is awesome. Uh, the next episode I want to talk about was the, the Day of the Dead episode. Okay, I'm going to be real with you guys. That was like my favorite episode probably ever. I love the interview episodes and I love interviewing people and they're awesome and I always feel like we always get really good content but the day of that dad episode I want to do more of that kind of stuff I think what I'm going to do is do random episodes where I talk about different companion animal like places you can go that are like memorials for companion animals I know that there I think it's either in Maine or New Hampshire there's a companion it's a rainbow bridge area and people leave collars, like there's a little bridge and people leave collars on there. And then there's like also this memorial, like, I think it's, I don't know if it's a church, but it's a, it's like a little house and people will put pictures of their companion animals that have passed away. And I want to do more stuff like that because I feel like there's a lot that can, that can help with like ritualistically. I, I know that that's not like the best word for it, but I think that like, doing a ritual to show that they were somebody and that they meant everything to us and they were everything they like you may look at it from the outside that it was a dog but to me it was my entire life and everything to me so like I think that there's something to be said for rituals especially like day of the dead we could do it every year every year you get that reminder of like they were my everything and I love them unconditionally and they loved me unconditionally and I miss them but they're here with me you know type of thing I just love that episode I thought it was such a fantastic episode um not necessarily the way that I researched it or anything like that just the general message um and then we're getting to the end of the season so the next one was Britain at karmasu.org I love Britain Britain's great 
I love she's another one of those where she can talk all freaking day and I would just fall asleep because she, she has such a calming presence and calming vibe to her and she's so sweet like literally I've never met somebody more in my life that is sweeter than Britain and she's so understanding and so just grateful for everything just an amazing person and you know she she deals specifically her nonprofit is specifically revolving around cancer but also on her website she has a toolkit which has different resources that you can go look at for different um, types of grief resources and of course she has amazing stuff I went and I did an event for her um, a couple weeks ago and after the event she she always does an activity after so it's not so so just rigid you know it's like a group counseling session type of thing a group talk not counseling but like a group talk and then after she does like a art project of some sort to memorialize the companion animal that you're there to talk about and to you know get support for and they did shadow boxes and I will tell you guys I I have never done a shadow box a memorial shadow box ever I have one that a really good friend of mine Rebecca who lives um, in another state made for me for Athena but I never did one personally for myself and Britain was so kind and was like oh no I put you in here like you're making one with us and I I made one and it's beautiful and I'll take a picture of it and I'll show it to you guys it's beautiful and I have it sitting right next to my computer um, with one of Athena's toys and I love it like I stare at it all the time I love that it's there you could make it you know make one for yourself and personalize it any way you want you know I didn't put pictures in there because literally there are pictures of Kiki and Athena all over my house so I didn't put pictures in there I did their names I also did it kind of that way in terms of and I hate to say this but to add more to it um, so that when my other ones pass away I can put them in there and they could be like a family memorial thing so but I'll send I'll that's what this episode's picture will be is I'll do that one I'll send uh, show you guys the the um, shadow box that I made and I think you guys will really like it and I highly highly suggest you guys do it It was very healing um and then the last episode that i did this last episode was with crystal again because she's great and she had a lot of information that she wanted to talk about and um yeah so i want to talk about my new year's resolutions okay so i'm gonna tell you all of them and, and i have hold on i'm gonna get my book i wrote it out on my book like I said, I was actually very prepared for this. So in my book, I wrote things that I'm manifesting for 2024. Some of these things are unrealistic and some of them I cannot control. But I want you guys to hear what I want to manifest and I want it to be put out there and I want you guys to do the same. I want you guys to come up with a list. And when you're in the middle of a grief journey, it could be hard because 
The future seems very daunting, it seems exhausting, and it seems not possible without your companion animal. But I want you to do it anyway, and I want you to be kind with yourself if some of these things that you're manifesting don't come true or you're not able to work on it or you're not able to get to it. But I think just having it out there as a little reminder, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this list and I'm going to put it on um, next to my computer. So I'm going to look at it every day because I want this to be a reminder of where I was um, December of 2023. And then next year, when it is December of 2024, I want us to revisit it. I want us to revisit what we put on the list. I'm kind of doing this to hold myself accountable, but I want you guys to do the same. And reach out to me, man. Like, December of 2024, reach out to me and be like, oh my gosh, Kayla, the manifestation of this one, this, and this one, and I was able to get to this. Or, hey, you know what? My grief journey didn't allow me to get to XYZ, but I think, you know, I feel a little better about yada yada. And I think it's very, very helpful. So, here's my list. Okay, don't laugh at me because some of these things are crazy. <laughs> okay, like this one. This is me manifesting that I hope that this happens, but if it doesn't, I understand because I have no control over this. So I said, Apollo will be healthy and live another year and a half at the minimum. I'm trying very, very hard to manifest this because I love my boy and I want him here. And it would be really hard to not have him here for a lot of the stuff that's happening next year. So, yes, that is what I'm manifesting. I also am manifesting that Yoshi and Optimus will be healthy this year. I'm manifesting, okay, and I'm being very vulnerable, guys. <laughs> I'm manifesting that I will reach my fitness and weight loss goals in a healthy way in 2024. I know I had told you guys that I had lost 60 pounds and it wasn't the healthiest way to lose 60 pounds. I had that mental breakdown where I had a really hard time eating or doing anything and um, I, I lost the first 30 based off of the fact I wasn't eating. Then the next 30, I lost, um, was healthier, but, you know, not the healthiest. So my goal for 2024 is I'm going to focus on my fitness goals and my relationship with food. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. And I'm not saying, oh, I'm better than everybody else because I don't do that. I don't do it because... My dad was an alcoholic, and I have alcoholism on both sides of my family massively. And I understand why people have substance abuse issues because I know that if I let myself go where I don't have to feel or do anything, I'm going to do it because feeling is so much harder than actually, like, than just letting it go. And like numbing it. So I don't drink specifically because of that. Also I don't drink because my panic and anxiety attacks don't let me. I get anxious and I freak out. And that goes for drugs too. That's why I don't do either of those things. Because my mental health is not allowing me to do that. Um, I have enough. I don't want to say hindsight. I have enough 
I have enough experience in life that I know that I can be addicted to anything and I need to watch it because mental health and also because I would much rather just numb everything than actually deal with it. Um, so I want to really work on my relationship with food and food is one of my, one of my only vices. Our family celebrated everything with food. Anything that was positive food, you know, oh, you you got a promotion, let's go out to dinner. Oh, you did this, let's give, I'm gonna, I made you cookies. Oh, da, da, da. And, And, you know, a lot of families are like this. And I always correlated with happy feelings with food. Um, that's how I knew when I was really depressed because food wasn't even in my radar in my wheelhouse and it always has been. And so I need to work on my relationship with food and I need to work on being happy and celebrating without using food or substances as my way of doing that. Um, and I need to work on my fitness because like, Let's all be real here. I don't like working out, but I need to do it. So that is one of my goals. Also, now getting towards podcast. I want to, I've been talking about it for like two years, but I want to do a Patreon or a paid subscription of some sort. You guys let me know what you think. I started this podcast because I wanted like a free way for people to listen or a free way for people to get information or feel like they're not alone that wasn't necessarily sitting in a support group because there's a lot of free support groups but I just felt like you know maybe if you hear other people's stories you hear other things that it would um, be helpful but I was thinking about doing like a paid subscription service where we do um, like I when I interview everybody if they're not here in the state I will do it through zoom and there is video and so I was thinking maybe I could take portions of those videos and we could put them up on patreon so you can see the people that I'm interviewing I think it kind of helps with visualizing you know who they are it always helps me I do this thing where I'll go like research if I'm listening to a podcast and they haven't like they're interviewing somebody I always go research who it is so I could like get a face with the the voice um do something like that also maybe more content I will have a little more time this year because I'm not going to be in the middle of moving and having all that crazy stuff happen. So I was thinking maybe doing more content where I was going to do weekly episodes for the paid subscribers. Um, And then I did that meet and greet on Facebook and I was thinking maybe doing a paid meet and greet like a subscription service. So basically, I don't know, you guys probably, if you listen to podcasts, you know how Patreon works, but what it would be is you pay, you know, a fee to Patreon and then you have access to all that extra stuff. Um, but I don't know. I want I want to research it a little bit more. I want to make sure that I'm putting out content that you guys like that you'd be willing to pay for um, so that we can grow this podcast because I feel like it's there. We're like teetering. We're on the border. We're top 25%. We're right there. And if we could just make it a little bit more, um, you know, out there I think that we could just blow up even more than we already have so I was thinking of doing something like that um the next thing that I want to work on in the podcast is I wanted to um you know start putting out content that you guys feel you like so I want your guys feedback I really do I want you guys to send me an email Connection podcast at 
gmail.com or you can you know facebook or instagram rainbow bridge connection podcast or rainbow bridge connection um and let me know what you think about what kind of content you would like to see i want to keep doing what you guys want me to do i think very differently than a lot of people so i don't want to like i said with the other you know information i don't want to be like pigeonhole myself into sorry i'm so stuffy and it's bothering the crap out of me um i don't want to pigeonhole the content into something that i would that only I would listen to or I like. Um, if you guys want more content that's grief, let's do it. If you guys want less grief, let's do it. I like having the balance. I think that personally with me listening to something that is grief-centric 24-7 can get taxing. I, I Not even 24-7, but every single episode can get taxing. And it can get taxing to me too. You know, it gets taxing for me to listen to like sad stories that I relate wholeheartedly to for every single episode. So I think it would be really cool uh, to continue the breaks that we get. But if you aren't interested in that, you just let me know and we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, and then the last thing that I wanted to work for 2024, work on for 2024 is my mental health, my grief. And when I say that, there is a list that I have. And specifically, I want to work on my reaction, <laughs> my reaction to negative feedback with my grief journey. I want to work on my relationships I have with people that may have been negative with my grief journey. That doesn't mean I want to be besties. That doesn't mean I want to have a relationship necessarily with them. But I want to to work on my own brain on letting some of that go. Because what happened like a couple months ago where it like triggered me. I went right back to like where I was with when Athena passed away and people were being assholes. And I realized, like, I'm not over that. I am not I am not healed from that. And I know I'll never be 100% healed, but I think with grief, you always kind of, kind of, like, it's, like, never, <laughs> it's weird because it's never just, like, the initial cause. It's never just, like, okay, yes, the death is the catalyst. But then there's all this weird crap that comes with it where, like, your, your, you know, your relationships with people are involved in it and how you react to people and how you feel about things and I mean it changes you as a person and the thing that I want to leave for 2023 and the thing that I'm going to tell myself in 2024 is that I am a different person than I was before Athena passed away before Kaya passed away before Apollo got sick but I am grateful for who I am today. I might not, I might not be 100% like who I want to be. But those situations caused me to change the way that I looked about things, that I reacted about things my relationships with people, my relationships with my dogs, things that I regretted. And I feel like today I am a, I am a very different person 
um, for the positive. I'm a very different person. Sorry, I could hear. <laughs> I'm all trying to be serious. And I could hear one of my dogs licking their foot behind me. And I'm like, so anyway, um, I'm a very different person. And I'm grateful for who I am today. And this podcast would have never happened without them. And the journey that I had to go through. And Athena's Puppy Cakes would have never happened without Athena. And the journey I went through. And that journey caused me to really think about my life and change things about my life that I did not like it made me change things about my personality that I did not like it made me rethink how I treat beings to include animals it made me rethink how I react to people and it made me a stronger person and I I know that is very taboo and that is very shitty to say because I don't want to be a stronger person. I would rather have not gone through all this. But I am. And so my biggest thing that I'm going to work on for 2024 is to love me more. To be better about loving myself. Giving myself grace. And really trying to you know, look at myself differently. So yeah, I think that's it. I think this episode is an hour. Did not expect that. I love you guys. I appreciate every single one of you. I would love for you guys to send me what your list is for 2024 if you're comfortable with it. And as always, you can find us at Rainbow Ridge Connection Podcast at gmail.com, Rainbow Ridge Connection Podcast.com, Rainbow Ridge Connection Podcast on Facebook, RBC Podcast on Instagram, like our page on um, any of the podcasting platforms. Please leave a review. Apple Podcasts, even if you don't listen to us on Apple Podcasts, if you could go on there and leave a review for us, that would be fantastic. I would say us. Ah, me. <laughs> if you go leave a review for me, that would be absolutely fantastic. Every review we get, basically what it does is it pushes us to the top for podcasts. Somebody types in <clears throat> pet loss, animal loss, grief. We will be pushed to the top. We want that. We want people to see us, hear us, listen to this show, come into our community, be a part of our community. So please, 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 if you have time, go review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That would be freaking fantastic. Let's blow us up. Let 2024, I'm manifesting it now, guys. 2024 is going to be our year. It's going to be our year. We are going to work our asses off. This podcast is going to blow up. We're going to have all these people that are going to listen to us and want to hear, you know, from us and hear our community. And we are going to do this. This is going to happen. I'm manifesting it. It's going to be amazing. And I, I just appreciate every single one of you that has been here through this entire journey. And love you guys. So here's to 2024. And I appreciate you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.